0: Welcome to this week's episode of the podcast with me, Joanne Grabala, and a really special guest, Stacey Chapman. Stacey runs an acupuncture clinic in London, predominantly focusing on women's health, and she has made a transformation from tech superstar to doing incredible work for women in the community. Stacey, welcome. Thank you.
1: It's a pleasure to be here.
0: I'm so excited, Stacy. You and I have been in each other's spheres for a really long time, so to have you on the show today is a real privilege. Yeah, it's
1: exciting. Really looking forward to it.
0: So, just going to go in there, steaming at the top, as you know me. Um, I want to talk about leadership and how you got to where you are today. I want you to just share with the audience, tell us that moment how you got from being a tech superstar working in very corporate culture mm-hmm. to doing the incredible work that you do now as an acupuncturist in specializing predominantly in women's health what was the sequence of events or moments that took you from where you were were to where you are now
1: Ah, oh, it's a great great question and um, so i um am from australia originally as you can hear and uh, moved over to london to come for a couple of years um that was 19 years ago and was working, continuing where I'd been before, working in IT in the city for financial um, organisations. Um, and myself found that I was getting um, health issues, in particular, around my digestive system and at the same time wasn't really content with the work that I was doing. So it's kind of an overlap of these two things. Mm -hmm. I went through the medical system to try and work out what was going on with my digestion, um, which led me to it not being anything serious, which was fantastic, Uh, and the GP turning around and telling me it was um, IBS, or Irritable Bowel Syndrome, and the next step after trying a range of different medications um, in the couple of years leading up to this, she said was to try antidepressants. Um, wow, which looking back now I can appreciate there is a relationship between the gut and the brain, and this was the concept that she was working on. Yeah. But for me at that time, it was like, well, there's got to be another way of doing this, mm-hmm. um, without then going on medication when my mental health was fine. You know, like so, it wasn't yeah. that. There's got to be something else I can do. So this is whilst I was still working. Um, But, again, just not really enjoying the work that I was doing and and looked at complementary therapies. Um, I had acupuncture myself. I looked at my diet really carefully and and made those changes to get to a different place. I improved my digestion a lot at that stage, but there was something missing. So it was like, well, I don't want to be doing this work that I'm doing for the next four years. What else am I going to do now? Um, And that led me down the path to exploring complementary therapies and led me to acupuncture. Mm. Uh, So I went back to the books, back to study in 2007 and graduated in 2010 um, with a first-class degree in acupuncture. Wow. And then have grown my practice over that last 10 years and. I guess working with women um, for a range of different reasons and the satisfaction that I have out of the work that I do now is just incomparable to where I was if I can look back you know 14 years ago to where I was sitting in an office um, worrying about someone's email not coming through within two seconds um, it's quite different <laughs> a much better place to be what
0: what was the so, when you went off and you re-educated yourself doing a degree mm. in acupuncture, what were the what were your biggest takeaways from that style of um, that style of holistic health or or medicine, shall we say?
1: Mm. So it's interesting because acupuncture as a profession is not regulated in the UK, so there's nothing stopping anybody from saying, "Hey, I'm an acupuncturist." Um, But for me, it was really important to have um, the education behind me because I was making that change in career. This was my intention that this is what I was going to do going forward. So what I appreciate back now about the course and the study that I did was that combination of the theories and practice of the Chinese medicine theories where we work with from acupuncture, but also we looked at um, enough Western medicine so that we could talk with our clients, understand what was going on with them, and also to be safe practicing, so knowing when to refer out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and then that element of research that was included as part of the training and also the clinical practice. Mm. So I really appreciate all of the different parts now, not so much at the time.
0: <laughs> yeah, so one of the things that I know that you do amazing work with is women's health Mm -hmm. how do you see women embracing your style of therapeutic treatment and what are the differences do you you see that it makes to their life
1: so I think as women we have a lot on our plates these days Mm. we're often working full-time jobs we're looking after um, ourselves our partners our family And it's not always easy to take that step to recognise that things aren't quite right or that there are problems. So what I find working with people and seeing them through the process of having acupuncture and making changes to their lifestyle is that they can step back and look at their life from a different perspective. So with a more holistic approach of the other things that do play an important role, like what you're eating, how you're moving, how you rest, how you sleep, and also then the practical changes that they see to their bodies with the physical impact of acupuncture. So um, I do a lot of work with women's cycles. So we see things that people, that we just put up with, that we assume are normal. So symptoms prior to your period your pms symptoms that emotional physical discomfort the pains that you may have through your period irregularities and those sorts of things these things just smooth out with the changes and the work that we do and so it's not always necessarily that people are coming with oh this was a problem but they recognize that they were putting up with things that they don't need to put up with.
0: Yes. And I think as women, Stacey, and I've been speaking to Dr. Zoe uh, Hudson uh, on an earlier episode, and I think we have just as women are just uh, kind of maybe historically a bit been a bit put up and shut up about some of these things. Yeah. And the fact that we now know there are different ways to handle, you know, PMD, PCOS, lots of, um, hormonal related challenges that we experience as women that's the thing that if we know that there is a solution and by coming to spend an hour with somebody like you how do you how do most women feel about having needles placed into certain places what what, taught me through that process and how you overcome somebody who may have a like slight fear of what you do and how we get them into a place of, oh, my God, this is sensational?
1: Well, I guess the first thing is to acknowledge that because, you know, and it is, it is strange, like, you know, for people who have not experienced it before, like the whole concept of how can it not hurt, what is it actually doing, how are you actually working, all of those sorts of things. So I'm really careful to um, ask how people are feeling to start off with and to reassure them. Um, one of the key things is to let them know that if they change their mind halfway through that's fine they don't have to explain themselves Mm. that it's more important that they're comfortable and relaxed than um that we use things that are going to make any discomfort which there's not generally but this is the sort of thing that you feel ahead of time Mm. um and Yeah, I think it's really, it's it's quite difficult to explain because I can say to anybody, oh, it doesn't hurt. It feels really relaxing. People fall asleep in here all the time. Um, But that doesn't always make a difference too until you can actually experience yourself.
0: Yeah, Um, I would imagine that you, you just, well, not imagine, I know. But you, you have to have faith and I think knowing you as well as I do one of your superpowers is creating a really safe space for people to explore how they can make themselves better.
1: Yeah. And then there's other things that I also add in, which which are quite simple, but actually also makes a real difference. Um, There's lots of covering, so there's always blankets and pillows and cushions so people are feeling comfortable and covered because that can be another area that you're not sure what you need to expose. Mm -hmm. um so that that's you know just helps people feel more comfortable and um particularly as I'm sitting here on a wintry day um it's warm (laughs) we have lots of heat and blankets and and, uh the rooms are nice and warm as well
0: so I know that you're a real champion of women women's health I want to talk about you for a moment Mm -hmm. I want to talk about you and how you've built this incredibly successful and profitable business. What are the key things that you have done for you to help yourself in building this amazing business that you've got?
1: Uh, So there's a couple of different areas there. Um, In terms of the business side of things and attracting clients, um, my biggest investment has been working on the website so that people... Um, can see me so they know who they're coming to see, which I think is really important, um, that I'm not a stranger so there's other strange things as part of this, but they actually rock up and, oh, yeah, that's who I saw on the website. Um, when people are searching locally, um, my website works well from that perspective of the local community and being found um, via Google, so the SEO side of things. Um, and. Then another important aspect is working on um, keeping that connection with people once they come, so checking in with them after treatments. If I haven't seen people for a while, just checking in and see how they're doing um, and just keeping that connection open for people to come back again should they need to, educating them on some of the things that we can help with um, when they're here, so just that general conversation about how other people that I've worked with, how it's helped me. For example, I've hurt my back recently. Um, So I've told people they're aware of that and I've had acupuncture, so being able to do the same thing for myself. So that's from the business side of things. The other thing that I've found really important as a business owner is to have support networks around me. Yes. And that's been... I think that's what I would say is more to do with my longevity and the success of my business is making sure that I've got that there's other people around me Um, and that's in a number of different ways. Working with yourself um, has been invaluable. Um, Thank you. things for everything that we do. Um, And then I have other networks of people that I work with both Other small business owners, so working with them and understanding their perspective and also more specifically on the acupuncture side, um, I work with a supervisor in a mentoring group which we meet four or five times a year. So being able to discuss cases and working on those sorts of things is also really helpful to um, know you're not alone because if you're experiencing something, there's always other people out there who may have something similar
0: or can relate and bring you um, wisdom, I guess, to the yeah. situation as well. So one of the things that I'm hearing you really share with the audience is that it's important to create a vast and wide network because so many people that you and I have come across who are business owners, who, whether they've got a big team behind them or a small team, quite often we hear of people isolating themselves. Yeah. And quite often, those are the businesses that we see that are often in the struggle because there's just nowhere else to go to share what's happening, you know, share ideas and brainstorm. So, And and you have been one of the most incredibly consistent people that I know in terms of doing the work, Stacey. So you need to take a bow because, you know, you've built this clinic that's practically full every week. Yeah um, so if you want an appointment with Stacey, I suggest that you get on it and get it organized because you are in very high demand for your area of work one of the things that we've talked about is that you you've been getting recognized within the NHS um and been getting shout outs from midwives even yeah yeah
1: so local um others in the local area that you know, connections come through or referrals come through from um yeah from those midwives in the hospitals that will send people over for acupuncture
0: for a number of different things for some of the pregnant ladies yeah yeah which is down to your consistency isn't it yeah um one thing that i really want to talk to you about is the back end of your business mm-hmm. um the numbers Ah. <laughs> Um, you know that well, a lot of the work that I do is around emotional intelligence around you know self-awareness social awareness self-regulation empathy motivation and we wrap, we have a, a methodology that we then wrap around the tangibles um, tell us about how you got to grips with knowing the numbers and the tangibles in your business and what difference has that made in the decisions and choices mm-hmm. in helping take your business forward so
1: if I look back, probably four or five years ago, uh, and you'd ask me what my numbers are, I can't. Really, I couldn't really tell you. It would be a mad scramble to do everything when it came to tax time. Um, but I had no real idea about uh, what I was, what my revenue was, what my profits were, where, where everything was. I was, I was making it through, and it was all good. But actually, I was not clear at all. And so I've worked really hard to do that over the last few years, and the key for me has been consistency. I schedule myself two hours a week on a Wednesday and a Sunday to go through my numbers. I don't make two hours every week, but by doing it every week that way, I'll at least get one of those in. So that's been a consistent practice for the last two years. Mm-hmm. And so now, I can uh, tell you what my history has been, how I've compared, for example, this January to the previous three Januaries. I was up by 25% um, compared to last year. I can tell you um, what the average cost, uh, sorry, the average spend is for my patients, how much profit I'm making. And it helped helped me to make decisions around being able to move to a a new clinic space a couple of years or a year and a half ago um, and looking at how that can work. And also it helps in being able to understand who the people are that are coming to see me Mm. and how I can look at reaching out to more people like that. But also what else can I offer those people to support them? And I'm looking at partnering with some other therapists um, to set up some packages. And I've been able to do that by being able to look at the numbers, how many people, how many treatments people are coming for, where they fit in and all of that sort of thing. So it's really allowing me to get that overall view of my business and to look at where I can grow in the future.
0: You're able to make really, really great commercial decisions, aren't you, Stacey? Yeah. All the data. Yeah. And believe me, I have seen Stacey's data and it fills me with such joy because we have graphs, we have pie charts um, and it just excites me. <laughs> <laughs> so, One of the things that you've done is you've built some really, you've spent a, some a good five years plus building some solid foundations for your business to stand on and you've got a practically full clinic month in, month out. What, Having that stability, what has that allowed you to then do, both maybe personally or professionally?
1: Um, so it's, it's allowed me, as I said earlier, to move into um, a new space mm-hmm. um, for my treatment room, mm-hmm. um, which is also a better living situation for myself as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm able to bring my parents over from Australia for a holiday in a couple of months. Oh, wow. um, So from a personal perspective, that's amazing. Yeah. Um,
0: and would it be safe to say that it's now allowed you to look at what other career choices there are outside of the clinic?
1: Yeah, it has. And it's allowed me to recognise, so I've got the consistency going on here so I can look at what else... I want to be doing from a career side of thing, and how I can support other people as well.
0: Yeah. Because um, one of the things that we've identified is that you are very skilled at filling your clinic yeah. uh, with, with, the right pa- with the right patients because w- you have the, the solutions that they're looking for. And you've done that by being, using your skills as a tech superstar, as I call you, and, and migrating their skills over into your current role. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I love it Stace how you're like going oh my god she's gonna make me give, I'm going make me have my, give myself recognition <laughs> so what is what are the things that you're able to then do having tested your skills in that area what are the things that you're now able to support other well-being holistic professionals in doing
1: yeah so Working with my clinic, I've realised where where what a full clinic looks like for me. Yeah. Um, and so that gives me space to pull back on those tech skills that I've used in the past, um, and to use those in a different way. So by helping to support other wellbeing businesses with growing their businesses using the skills that I've got. So. Um, looking at their websites, helping work with those, looking at how they set up any of the tech side of things, how they get found on the internet and mentoring and supporting them through growing their businesses as well Mm. in a way that works for them. So what has been great for me really suits me and now I've realised where this balance is, that it gives me space to do um, my acupuncture in a really uh, balanced way. And time to look at these other things and pull back in those other skills that I do still have yeah. Yeah.
0: Um, to support others as well. Because um, I see you really much as a, as a leader in the community, not only in your work as, a, as an acupuncturist, but also in somebody who can really show people how to create full and profitable clinics, depending on you know, where they want to be on that spectrum. What do you think that women and men need to be very conscious of when they're setting up their wellness clinic?
1: I think it's really important to understand what... A busy practice looks like or a busy clinic looks like for you. Right, and yeah. When I was first coming out of college, it was, oh, I'm going to be doing acupuncture full time. It'll be 40 hours a week. That's really what I want to do. This is my changing career. And that's where I was heading. And I realised that with the work that we do, it can be quite emotionally intense, Um, depending on who we're working with. And so for me, 40 hours a week doesn't feel good to me anymore. Um, And so I'd recommend to others to look at what that expectation of their practice is, what really works for them. Um, Is it working two days a week and seeing clients on those days and then enjoying um, some free time other times or do they – Um, do some other work at other times or do they spread their clients across five days and space it out a little bit more and that feels better to them. So it's really about looking at your lifestyle and what else you've got on and what feeds you as much as feeding your clients because I found if I do too much, if I was doing that 40 hours a week, actually I'm not going to be in a good place to really support my clients in the way that I like and the way that I feel that they get so much benefit out of it.
0: It's a really intense experience, isn't it? Yeah. Um, And showing up and creating. And and one of the things that you and I know is that one of the things you do is hold space for your patients. Um, And that's a very energetic piece of work.
1: Yeah. And it can be so that every day it's fine. There's no problems. But what I have learned is to be really aware of making sure it is still fine all the time. And that I'm not overgiving, that I am doing the things that I need to do for myself, making sure I'm getting my exercise, my sleep, and those other things that also help me to be able to hold that space in the right way as well.
0: How do you keep learning, Stacey? How how do you keep plugging in to being able to develop yourself and your skill set?
1: I never stop learning. (laughs) Um, So I'm always... um, listening to podcasts uh, from a range of different topics, so from acupuncture podcasts to business podcasts, uh, inspirational podcasts, all sorts of things like that. Um, I, as a professional, need to maintain my professional development, so doing um, updates from that perspective, which, again, uh, can be learning new techniques or just in you know, updating the things that I already know, looking at latest research that comes out from um, different acupuncture studies and how does that apply to my clinical practice. Um, I help run, uh, I'm a member of the British Acupuncture Council, which is one of the largest bodies in the UK for acupuncture. And I'm one of the volunteer coordinators for a regional group that we have. So again, supporting other practitioners and we do case studies and discussion groups there. So always learning from other people
0: um, in that way as well. It's vital, isn't it? We just never stop learning and developing as, as business owners. Um, what advice would you offer to new and future le- leaders or business owners, Stacey? What support
1: do you need right up front? So don't feel like you have to do it alone. Where where can you get support? Um, there's always something out there at the level that you need, um, and tapping into that right from the start is really important. I think.
0: Mm. Um, one of the thing that I think you and I've talked about in the past is acknowledging that things take time too.
1: Uh, absolutely, and as I said, when I look at that original business plan as I came out of university, and this is what I'm going to be doing in ten in two years time. And it it moves slower than that and that's okay. I think it, it's fine that it's that consistency of that slow, steady, making forward steps and building up on your progress um, really makes a difference. And coming back to what we were talking about earlier was looking at the numbers, it hasn't been as big a growth as what I might have thought I wanted four or five years ago. But what I can really see now that I know where my numbers are is a consistency of growth, and that's a more stable place to be. So, taking the baby steps and doing it slowly is okay to do as well.
0: Yeah. What um, What are your, some of your aspirations as a leader, Stacey? What have we got? What What do you want to look forward to in the future?
1: I would love to have um, more time home in Australia. So from a personal perspective, so allowing that space um, to be able to travel for holidays a little more often. And I'm looking at how else I can support other businesses to grow their other wellbeing practices, to grow their businesses and setting up some training um, to be able to support them for doing that as well.
0: Yeah, there's so much. I mean, you are one of those people that have so many transferable skills, Stacey. Um, And the world's literally your oyster, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Stacey, what have we got to look forward to from you in the coming months?
1: Well, I'm working on a fabulous project, which is setting up an academy to help other practitioners with their uh, tech skills to be able to support them to grow their business with that combination of what they need online and then in practice with working with their clients. Oh, yeah. So look out for that in
0: the next few months. Yeah, that is something that I know that you uh, so many people are, are screaming out for. So there is no better person to advocate and show people how to do that than you Stacey. So. Thank you. Um We're going to include all your details below where you can find Stacey, where you can go and actually visit her at her acupuncture clinic in London and have acupuncture. And there will be up and coming details about Stacey's Academy. And if you are a wellness professional and you are struggling to fill your clinic, then Stacey is somebody that can help you with that. And we will include all those details in on the episode. Stacey, thank you so much for joining us today. It's been great to be in conversation with you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure oh you're a superstar you are you know you know how I feel girl <laughs> um we look for, thank you so much again and we look forward to seeing more of you in the future where you share more about what's going on. great thank
1: you thank you bye bye.